what we nurture grows for the earth, for ourselves, for our communities. Nurture is literally to care and to encourage the growth of. What we choose to nurture in our lives is how we create lives we love. And each of us will create those lives differently. We'll choose different experiences, explorations, we'll have different context, and what we nurture will grow. In creating that life we love, much of that will be individual to us. And yet, and yet there will be themes of what we choose to create that will resonate with the community and the community of communities within this congregation and throughout our broader society. We create none of it alone. If it feels good to you, place a hand on your heart and another on your belly and breathe with me into a few questions. What have you chosen to nurture that has given you joy? What have you chosen to nurture that has given you peace? And what have you chosen to nurture that has helped you grow? Thank you. Friends, today, let us explore beauty, creativity, and spirit. As I reflected on beauty, I realized it was tied to two key choices, pausing or slowing down, and appreciation. Because, beloveds, the magic of beauty is that it is always there. It is there when we are ready to see it, it is there when we're ready to make time to experience it, and it is there when we are open to it. And really, isn't that the way? So much is there when we slow down and take a breath, get out of our head, get off the treadmill, and focus on this moment. The pause to notice the world opening our heart in honest appreciation. Beauty is there. I invite you to recall a moment of beauty that stirred your soul and inspired your heart and mind. Does even the memory of that moment bring feelings? I had a feeling of peace contentment, and joy. And I wonder if we, if we have anyone here has a thought on a moment of beauty that they would like to share, an image for those gathered in this sacred space and time, something beautiful that we can hold in community, 
Yes. Yeah, so uh, I was watching YouTube, and uh, this person was drawing 33 angles and they were creating a star from these 33 angles. And they, they went further and they were showing how, in order to measure the radius of the circle, you continue to keep on finding these triangles So small, I, couldn't, I didn't think it could get any smaller. I kept on getting smaller. And when you, when you panned out, you saw it all come together in this amazing pattern. And yet, it's just right there in front of us all the time. And everything that we, and everything that we see, like even if you just go like to the to, to microscopic level, it's there. And then you keep on going out to the to the larger universe, it's there. It's just that's a beautiful image of a fractal trying to summarize and I probably do my best to do justice of a fractal description of 30 degree angles building triangles down to a microscopic level and out into the level of the stars and how amazing both the beauty of the image and the connection was what I heard. Is there any other images that we'd like to share? Yes. Yesterday I saw my uh, pregnant daughter-in-law and she's really looking pregnant now. So <laughs> that brought me great joy. The joy and beauty of pregnancy and new life and family relations. Any other images? Oh, yes, Sabrina. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking a lot about my daughter who just turned 14. Um, and I remember when we were getting an ultrasound, we were not going to find out what gender she was, but she sat right on my belly, so it was obvious. And we really wanted a girl. And so my late husband was there, and Aiden, my, he was 16, he was two. And we all, like, I'm laying on the thing doing a wiggle happy dance, and John and Aiden were happy dancing, and the joy in that moment is just um, a, more than a feeling, but it runs through me all the time, and I'm just, you know, it reminds me how incredibly blessed I am to have all three of my kids, even though Neil isn't there yet. <laughs> that's, a wonderful that's a wonderful story, Sabrina, of the joy and beauty in the moment of finding the unexpected and emerging life as it's coming, and celebrating the lives that our lives touch. Thank you all for your deep sharing. Because as we hear those shared memories, and there are so, we can really appreciate, there were so many ways to see, hear, approach beauty. And I'm sure all of our thoughts were unique to ourselves as well. And there's Others that we can explore in a specific place and time, but some of them have some universal pieces, right? All of our stories that were shared tied into connection. They tied into the connections between us individually or between the cosmos. What's beautiful to one may not move another. And whatever that source of inspiration is that moves us in our appreciation of beauty, nature, art, poetry, it is all there for us. 
One of the things I love about our pluralistic tradition is the invitation to explore beauty in so many different expressions, so many ways of making meaning of the experience of this life. One example is when we explore or notice the bloom of flowers, the green growth of nature, or the playful dancing of fireflies, honoring the stillness of the night and our connection to that interconnected web of life, our seventh principle. We honor and appreciate and are inspired to care for the beauty and the flow of energy between all living things and the earth itself. When we explore the artist's work, they make the colors dance, and it represents a piece of society, experiences, invokes a memory, an emotion. It can be challenging. It can show us a history we didn't know. Art moves between the eye, the mind, and the spirit. And it comes in so many forms, painting, sculpture, music, dance, and more. So many ways to convey the wholeness of a thing that unexplored depth that can only be appreciated when we transcend our everyday words. And maybe, just maybe, on that journey, we can take a step toward a deeper wholeness within ourselves. Poetry is the art of structured words that captures the imagination and captures the essence with nothing extra. When we nurture and explore poetry, it invites us into a deep expression a perspective that is different than our own. After describing the depth, hope, cel fears, celebration, and loss of life, the poet starts, quote, nevertheless, it has all been stored up to be exchanged as inspiration. Within your many gifts and creations, surrounding all of this, I see your resolve to search for meaning, while your soul releases the light of forgiveness, your heart holds on to love in its many changing forms. And then I see it. It is a cloth woven with the finest of threads by toiling hands to be made into the very garment you will wear infinitely. The wisdom of gold intertwined with the strength of leaves from the Rafa palm, rustic and regal. You have fashioned a robe and, it is mag and it, th this is the magnificence you wear and walk in. It is unparalleled while enduring. This cloak interwoven with all of life's pain and celebration. An excerpt from The Robe by Susan Freibort from her collection, Hope is a Traveler. And I do hold that beauty is always there. And I also own that sometimes I couldn't see it. Times when my mind raced without pause, times when I wasn't present to this moment, my focus was on the past or the future. Times when pain occupied all the attention I had to spare. And these times often led me to lessons and growth, always inviting me back to the now, the present, and the next actions I needed to take to build the life I love. Because when our mind races without pause, it is time to check in. Have we been doing a spiritual practice? And I wonder, what would that spiritual practice be for you? 
Spiritual practices are our lifeline in times of overwhelm, and they call us back to what we want to nurture. For me, I'm practicing my yoga, both the physical moving meditation, which I find beautiful, stretching and strength, and the yamas and the niyamas, the philosophy that is associated. Whatever spiritual practice works for you, when the mind is racing, is there beauty in it? Sometimes it's time to shift our spiritual practices. There may be a new need that's emerging that needs a different practice. No matter what's going on, I find that I can always recognize the divine, the Holy Spirit, whatever framing works for you in this day. What was beautiful in this day? As invited by my, Reverend, my colleague, Reverend Kathleen McTeague, she calls it listening to our lives. It's in the book, Everyday Spirituality. And when I find myself in the past, it's time to wonder what in the past can I let go of? What can I learn from? Is there something to atone for? And when I find myself in the future, I really have to wonder, is there something in the present I'm avoiding? It's an opportunity to breathe, to remind myself that the future flows from the present, from this moment, from right now. Look around. What is beautiful in this moment? Breathe into this moment and invite your full attention. Let that beauty center you. And when the times that pain, usually grief or loss, occupied my full attention, sometimes I couldn't see beauty in those moments. And when, the, when that rawness fades, I do find that usually something beautiful is the first thing I see. And sometimes spending time with things that are beautiful can help that rawness fade. Maybe it's something small, like a flower. Or maybe it's something insubstantial, like a beautiful memory. It guides me to the beautiful times and the beauty of a love that was there all along and guided me through the grief toward healing and wholeness. Because, beloveds, nurturing the life we love does not mean there isn't pain, loss, grief, or hardship. It means we live this life created with joy, attending to beauty and to thrive. We need it every day, and it's there, waiting for us to appreciate it. And while beauty is always there, creativity is our birthright. Creativity is part of what makes us human. Austin Fuentes, author of The Creative Spark, How Imagination Made Humans Exceptional, offers that creativity is to look at the world around us and see how it is and imagine other possibilities that are not immediately present nor based on immediate personal experience. Creativity is seeing the possibilities, like was in our story, and then creating to make, and then trying to make those imaginings into a material reality. Creativity is an essential part of being human individually, communally, it is our birthright. Do you remember a time when your creativity flowed or felt particularly strong, flowed effortlessly? 
when what was possible was welcomed, not with knowing, but with curiosity and exploration and wonder? Hold that memory. What made that time special? <clears throat> what happens when we set aside comfort of knowing, of only seeing a blue sky, and get caught up in our knowing that the molecules in the air absorb light at specific frequencies that creates a color that our brain interprets as blue? And what if we change that in for curiosity, exploration, and wonder? Living in that beginner's mind, living in the openness of what could be, may be, of wonder. For a long time, I lived in the world of knowing and the known. And even in that space, I was creative, but I didn't realize it. My natural creativity is like weaving. A thread from here, a patch from there. Are there any other fiber arts people in the room? I see a few. In the story, I this, whatever I created, I always looked at it and said, well, it's not mine. I know where it came from. It wasn't original. Until I read a fun little book, Steal Like an Artist. It's the type of creativity that guided me to change my mental framing. The selecting that thread, the selecting that patch, and weaving them together, it made something. And that was creative. And once I changed that framing from not that I'm not creative, other creativity started to flow. Because there is a truism. Change your mind to change your life. And I can't really attribute it, since DuckDuckGo gave me three books by three different authors from three completely different traditions, titled the same. So it'll have to be a truism today. But living into our creativity starts with a mindset open to creativity and wonder. Creativity is more than an individual trait. We experience it in brainstorming and in communities that hold space where we can think through not fully processed thoughts. Spaces that invite a little of this experience, a piece of a story, and inspire new thoughts or meanings. Creative communities see the world as it could be and act to bring it, that world into being. Creative communities are open and allow us to flow with ideas and people as we explore all the communities within that community. We gather here, imagining a beloved community, something that has never truly existed for all, with committed action to make that possibility a reality. Beloveds, if that is not creativity, I don't know what is. We gather in a community that embraces the wisdom of the world's religions, informed by the insights of modern science. And we dare to imagine that pluralistic community, which is communal creation. We do it with our fractal interactions, each of us living with creativity, curiosity, wonder, and choosing to care for each other. Returning to Fuentes, the capacity to think together, to imagine possibilities, to hope. That's what got us here. I offer it's also what will get us to the beloved community, 
a pluralistic society where all are seen, loved, and cared for. We are at our best when we are grounded in a relentless curiosity that does not make assumptions. Einstein wrote to a friend, never cease to stand like a curious child before the great mystery into which we are born. It is so fractal. Play and creativity can be the center of our interactions. As Adrienne Marie Brown says, the small is all. How we live our lives in all our small interactions, creatively with love, centering the voices of others and playfully, and whatever. It brings the mind, body, and spirit together, nurturing joy and growth and welcoming the spirit of life. And finally, let us explore spirit in, from our pluralistic community perspective. Now, I'm a little old school. Merriam-Webster gave me 14 definitions of the word spirit. I'm not going to go through all of them. <laughs> Enthusiastic loyalty as in school spirit, prevailing tone, assertiveness, or, but of most interest to me, was a special attitude or frame of mind, an activating principle or material intelligent part of a person and essence. I listed many of them, although not all, because whichever of those, or none, speak to you, I find my connection to spirit is also a bit contextual, and I find it in three places. I invite you to reflect on your connections to spirit or your activating principle as it's meaningful for you. First, for me, the importance of ritual. It may be, see, may be an aspect of my embedded theology. I was raised Catholic after all. But I find a special frame of mind in ritual that resembles meditation mind that I found later. And when done in community, ritual can make connections between the people around me just that much easier. Our cups community, poetry group, our chalice groups, we know the rituals of gathering. The rituals of sharing can invite, deep, invite us deep experiences and invite us to experience spirit among ourselves and deepen our own spiritual understanding. We experience ritual every Sunday in these services. Second, I find spirit in places and experiences that push me beyond what I knew or thought I could do. Now, usually I hold the maxim that if you believe you can do something, you're probably right. And if you believe you can't do something, you're probably right, even when they're the same thing. Yet, there are times we don't think we can do something, and we try one more time when we don't think we have anything left. We've done it, we've tried, and we don't think we've got it, we don't think it can happen, and we try again. And what is that interconnection to that strength, that activating principle that holds you up when nothing else does and gently helps you rise? When I reflect on moments where my spirit rose and where I rose in spirit, it was always connected with compassion, love, responsibility, or active hope. And third and finally, I find spirit in joy and connection, that open, peaceful place, grounded and present and connected 
to what came before and what will come after, yet fully present in this moment. The boundaries or illusions of this moment fall away, and I find a deep connection to all living things on this one earth. And maybe there's an opening in the chest, an appreciation of the moment. Today, my spirit is full with the joy of this gathering, creating this service that all of us are creating here today. We nurture these precious relationships, these spaces and places that nurture us. This nurturing, this is how this congregation embraces our spirit and our activating principle and supports our spiritual growth and connection to all. We hold each other here in the sanctuary and online in beauty, creativity, and spirit, and in so many other ways that nurture our growth and helps us build the lives we love and the beloved community. We as a congregation nurture ourselves, each other, and our larger community. Through all of these, we nurture compassion and then go forth bringing our whole selves caring and love.